We are excited. Today is our second week of our worship series. Uh, last week we did an introduction on it, on, on why we worship here at Beaches Chapel and why we worship in general, why, the, why God has called us to worship. And this week we're going to be a little more specific in our focus being Family Sunday. I'm going to keep it a little shorter than normal um, because praise God we love our kids in here with us. Amen. Um, we're going to be looking at the word. There's, there are seven wor- Hebrew words for praise. Seven Hebrew words for praise, and we're going to be looking at the first one, which is the primary and root word of praise, okay? You could say it is what praise is founded upon, and it is the word halal, and it's where we get the word hallelujah, which means God be praised. When you combine halal with Yahweh, we get hallelujah, all right? So when we say hallelujah, we're saying God be praised, and where we get that from is from this word. And when we say hallelujah, we, we need to understand what we're really saying and where it comes from. Because if we're saying hallelujah, right, we need to be ready to back up what we are saying. And the only way we can back up what we are saying is if we know what we're saying. And so this word halal, it means this, to be clear, to praise, to shine, to boast, to show. Here's where it gets real fun. To rave, to celebrate, and this is it right here, y'all. To be clamorously foolish. All right. Now I might be preaching to the choir a little bit here at Beaches Chapel, but we need to be clamorously foolish in our praise. And if, if I'm just being honest with y'all, what's something that I've observed in worship as a whole in the church and not everybody, not here and not at many of the churches that I met uh, over the course of the week, but I do believe that the church has lost or has forgotten that worship can be fun, right? And worship can be silly. It's like we've gotten a little too serious in our praise and in our worship. We like to dive right into the deep end and get in, and almost we, we mask it as like being this super spiritual experience, right? And so we, we go right in. But we're not ready to go right in. We're not ready to go right in. Debbie Lambert, who's here? Hey, Debbie. <laughs> was the worship pastor before I took over. And she would say, when we come in and we sing these fast songs, we got to move our hands, we got to clap, we got to dance, because we got to kick off the dust and the rust of the week so that we can then go into the deep places of worship. So that we can have fun, right? It's okay to have fun. It's okay to be clamorously foolish for the Lord. And I want to return to that this morning. Uh, If you extend the definition, some say this word means to go mad, to act like madmen, right? Like I'm going to do today around 345, 4 o'clock when the Jags start 1 and 0, right? And they win in Washington. And I'm going to act like a madman. And if I react that way this afternoon, how much more so should we in church? How much more so when we come to the throne of the Lord? To be clamorously foolish and not care because we are in the presence of God and it is fun to be in the presence of God. Listen, when I was back in my day, when I was a teenager and we went to Crossroads, uh, that was the camp we went to. And, you know, I was, I think it was the summer before my senior year of high school, and we're having what's called cabin time. If you're not familiar with uh, going to camp as a student, you would have cabin time, which meant that you would all go back to your room, and everyone would kind of talk and share their feelings, right, and all this stuff. Girl cabin times would last hours, right? Just hours. Just, <laughs> Guys would be like, 
it was good. Uh, that song was cool. Next person, like, can we move on so we can get to what we really want to do tonight, right? And we were having one of those. It was just the guys, a bunch of teenage guys. And the, uh, the youth pastor that was with us at the time, we, we went with a different, uh, with another youth group. And the youth, youth pastor of the other church, his name was Bowen. And we were at the point where we were almost done. And you can, if you could read everybody's mind in the room, all the guys are like, thank God, we're almost done. We can go do anything. And he goes, you know what, guys? I think we need to worship. We're like, no. No, dude. Like, we want to go have fun now. We want to go whatever. He's like, no, we're going we're gonna to worship some. We're going to do that. I'm like, oh, Lord. Yeah, sure, right? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and so we get our guitars. And I, I, I could not tell you. I could not tell you what songs we started with. No idea. But it got to the point where as we were worshiping, we, this is what we started singing. La, 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 la. That was it. Over and over and over again for like 30 or 45 minutes. Just la, 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 la. La, 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 la. Just that was it. No words, nothing. And it became so raucous in the room. Guys were jumping. We were in a dorm room. There was two beds, two twin beds, and just some space. We were crammed in there. There was maybe 12 to 15 of us. Guys were jumping on the bed, right? They were, they were dancing just in the room. It was like it became a rock concert. We were being clamorously foolish with each other. And some 25 years later, I remember... Actually, I think it may be longer ago than that. Um, <laughs> trying to help myself out here a little bit. I don't remember the actual worship songs that we sang before, but I remember la, 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 la. Because God is not, he's not obsessed with the song or the melody or this perfectly written lyric, Right? He's, worse, he's, he's concerned with the heart of praise. And the heart of praise can come out la, 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 la. As much as it can, you came. Or King of Kings or any of the songs that we sang this morning. What he's concerned with, are we willing to be clamorously foolish in his presence? Or are we so buttoned down that we can't even let ourselves go? Like we can at a football game. Like we can at a concert. The root, primary word for praise in the Bible means to be foolish before the Lord. That's what praise is rooted in. And we bypass it sometimes because maybe we don't feel like it. Let me tell you something. I am a father of three girls. And that means that in our house, every once in a while, we have what we call a dance party. Right, girls? <laughs> and we got them a strobe light one year for Christmas because we just, just were like, well, we just might, we got to lean into it. You know, if we're going to do it, let's do it right. You know, so we turn off our lights and we pump the music through the surround sound in the house and we have a dance party. And there are times when at first I don't really feel like it, but then as soon as I get up, we start having a blast dancing in the living room with each other. And there's going to be a time when the dance parties stop in the house. They move out and it gets quiet. And I'm going to miss it like crazy. 
because I love my dance parties with my girls. And I feel like the Lord is going, I miss the dance parties. I miss having fun with my children. I want to have a strobe light on. I want to have a party with y'all. I want to have a party. But you're trying to go deep. That's great. We will get there. I promise you we will get there. But I'm a God that likes to have fun. I want to have a dance party. I want to look at 2 Samuel chapter 6. This is the message version. Starting in verse 12. It says, It was reported to King David that God had prospered Obed-Edom and his entire household because of the chest of God. That is the Ark of the Covenant. So David thought, I'll get that blessing for myself. And went and brought up the chest of God from the house of Obed-Edom to the city of David, celebrating extravagantly all the way with the frequent sacrifices of choice bulls. David ceremoniously dressed in priest's linen, danced with great abandon before God. The whole country was with him as he accompanied the chest of God with shouts and trumpet blasts. But as the chest of God came into the city of David, Michael, Saul's daughter, happened to be looking out a window. When she saw King David leaping and dancing before God, her heart filled with scorn. Skip to verse 22. David returned home to bless his family. Michael, Saul's daughter, came out to greet him. How wonderfully the king has distinguished himself today, exposing himself to the eyes of the servant's maze like some burlesque street dancer. David replied to Michael, In God's presence, I'll dance all I want. He chose me over your father and the rest of our family and made me prince over God's people, over Israel. In other words, he's saying, God has blessed me more than I could ever think or imagine. Oh yes, I'll dance to God's glory more recklessly even than this. And as far as I'm concerned, I'll gladly look like a fool. But among these maids you're so worried about, I'll be honored to no end. Two points I want to make from this verse. These verses. One, there will be critics. You want to act foolishly in front of the Lord? You want to be clamorously foolish? There are going to be people that are going to make comments. Second point, who cares? Who cares? David is king. And Michael comes in and and says these things. He's like, I'm just going to ratchet it up some. You just gave me motivation to be even more crazy. I don't care. I don't care because God has blessed me so much that all I can do is dance. All I can do is celebrate. All I can do is rave. All I can do is be clamorously foolish. I don't care that I'm the king or not. I don't care who's watching or not. I don't care what they think. All I care about is that I'm dancing before an audience of one. So go ahead and say what you got to say. I don't care. Let's look now in 1 Samuel 17. Same David, different story. This is the story of David and Goliath. I'm gonna, we're, gonna, we're just going to glance at it real quick. Starting in verse 41 of 1 Samuel 17. So Goliath walked out toward David with his shield bearer ahead of him, sneering in contempt at this ruddy-faced boy. Am I a dog, he roared at David, that you come at me with a stick? And he cursed David by the name of his gods. Come over here and I'll give you your flesh to the birds and wild animals, Goliath yelled. David replied to the Philistine, You come to me with sword, spear, and javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of the armies of Israel whom you have defiled. 
Today the Lord will conquer you, and I will kill you and cut off your head. And then I will give the dead bodies of your men to the birds and wild animals, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. And everyone assembled here will know that the Lord rescues his people, but not with sword and spear. This is the Lord's battle, and he will give you to us. As Goliath moved closer to attack, David quickly ran out to meet him. I love that. Reaching into his shepherd's bag and taking out a stone, he hurled it with his sling and hit the Philistine in the forehead. The stone sank in and Goliath stumbled and fell face down on the ground. So David triumphed over the Philistine with only a sling and a stone, for he had no sword. Then David ran over and pulled Goliath's sword from its sheath. David used it to kill him and cut off his head. What does this have to do with dancing and worship? Nothing really, except for the fact that it's the same guy. All right, that's my point. David is that dude, all right? David, as a young boy, when none of Israel will step to Goliath, who was talking all sorts of trash about Israel, David says, I'll do it. I'll do it. He's defying my God. I'm going to step in that place, and I'm going to kill this giant. David's that dude. Why do I bring this up? To you men in the room. You ain't that hard, all right? You ain't that hard. Right, Alfredo? <laughs> Don't sit in your seat and go, I'm just too cool to worship, man. You didn't, you didn't cut no Goliath's head off. <laughs> Next time you, you think you're too tough to dance in church, ask yourself, have I ever cut off a Philistine's head? <laughs> I'm going to assume that the answer is no. All right? No. All right? And so... <laughs> you're not too tough to dance in front of the Lord. If David, who cut off Goliath's head, can come back into his home dancing, then we all can. We all can. I'm so glad I'm coming off a worship conference to preach this sermon. Psalm 113, starting in verse 1, says, this, this is in terms of the word halal, right? Praise, halal, the Lord. Yes, give praise, halal, O servants of the Lord. Praise, halal, the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord now and forever. Everywhere, from east to west, praise the name of the Lord. Psalm 50, which we read last week, we're going to read it again. Praise the Lord in terms of, remember, this word that we're talking about today. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heaven. Praise him for his mighty works. Praise his unequaled greatness. Praise him with the blast of the ram's horn. Praise him with the lyre and the harp. Praise him with the tambourine and dancing. Pra I kind of went too fast there. Praise him with dancing. Praise him with strings and flutes. Praise him with a clash of cymbals. Praise him with loud clanging cymbals. Let everything that has breath sing praises to the Lord. Praise the Lord. Get... Foolish before the Lord. Psalms 149, 1 through 5. Praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing his praises in the assembly of the faithful. O Israel, rejoice in your maker. O people of Jerusalem, exult in your king. Praise his name with dancing, accompanied by tambourine and heart. For the Lord delights in his people. What does that mean? He likes to have fun with his people. He crowns the humble with victory. Let the faithful rejoice that he honors them. Let them sing for joy as they lie on their beds. Listen, I'm not just saying this because this is something that Beaches Chapel has done since its inception. I'm saying that we dance before the Lord because it is scriptural. It is a command. 
It is how we praise the Lord. Let's not lose that. Let's not lose that. We dance because God tells us to dance. And it is amazing. You know, we, we, we want to break chains in our life by going to the altar and we want to break chains by, by getting in the word and those things are right. But we also can break chains by dancing, by getting those chains off from around us and rejoicing before the Lord. Check this out. I'm going to the band come back up and I want to read out of Nehemiah chapter 8. It says, the Levite, this is starting in verse 7 of chapter 8, the Levites, and there are many that are listed, then instructed the people in the law while everyone remained in their places. They read from the book of the law of God and clearly explained the meaning of what was being read, helping the people understand each passage. Then Nehemiah the governor, Ezra the priest and scribe, and the Levites who were interpreting for the people said to them, don't mourn or weep on such a day as this. For today is a, sac- a sacred day before the Lord your God. For the people had all been weeping as they listened to the words of the law. So the, law, the book of the law is being read over the people. And their reaction is they're weeping. They're crying. Because it is being explained to them. And what is being explained to them and how they are now understanding it is they are sinners. And they have lived a sinful nature. And they have failed God. And so that reaction is to weep and mourn because they are now face to face with their failures. But Nehemiah says, no, 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 no. That's not what we're doing here. That's not what we're doing here. In verse 10, it says, and Nehemiah continued, go and celebrate with a feast of rich foods and sweet drinks and share gifts of food with people who have nothing prepared. This is a sacred day before our Lord. Don't be dejected and sad, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. So what what they're saying here, what they're saying here is, look, yes, the law says you fail. But what God is saying, I'm bringing you to this realization so that you can come back to me. And so because of that, we're not going to mourn. We're not going to cry. We're going to rejoice. How much more so do we do now because of Jesus Christ? We look at the cross. And we don't look at the book of the law. We look at the gospel that says, yes, you couldn't make it on your own. You had all this sin, but I made a way for you by sending Jesus down on the earth to die on the cross so that you could celebrate my love for you, so that you could be forgiven of all those things and not walk in shame, not walk in guilt, not walk in condemnation, but to celebrate because it's the joy of the Lord that is our strength. Come on, y'all, let's go. Let's stand up. We're going to rejoice this morning because it's the joy of the Lord that is our strength.